Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena, and it is a brand new day. Well, today's Monday at the time of this recording, and I'm going to ask you, no matter what day you are listening to this, what will you focus on today? Focus refers to the ability to concentrate our attention or our mental effort on a particular task or activity or thought while filtering out all that other stuff, you know, those distractions and so much unnecessary information that comes our way. It really is centered on a set of skills that we use mentally, cognitively, that allow us to direct mental resources towards a particular goal or objective. And for me, this takes additional effort. What about you? How focused are you? How easy is it to give your attention to something when you need to do it? Now, those mental skills or those cognitive skills I was just mentioning When they're in line, when you are focused, your mind is fully engaged with the task at hand and you're less likely to be swayed by other stuff, external stimuli or even internal thoughts that might interfere with your concentration. We see a lot of evidence that focus is essential for learning and decision-making, achieving goals, problem-solving, doing these well. I've always referenced a phrase, what you pay attention to changes. And that's more about the outcome of focus. I can credit a previous boss, yet I really don't know where that phrase came from, yet I love it. What you pay attention to changes. So I've tried to dig deeper on why I pay attention to what I do, because I love the idea that whatever I pay attention to gets results. Lots of motivational speakers and writers and researchers have given us lots of advice on that, but often I have been hard on myself because my focus is great when it's in place at the right time and the right topic, but if it isn't, my focus is not where it needs to be. It is 300 other places, more or less. So I'm going to segue for just a moment, seems appropriate on the topic, to make another comment and then bring it back to focus. I've tied my challenge of focus to lack of discipline for many years. It was probably things that I heard growing up from Statements like, why can't you just do one thing to, I lacked discipline on activities and effort that just weren't important to me. And through some work on myself the last few years, I've really come to understand discipline differently. Because in my own life, there are things I am absolutely disciplined on. And yet, overall, I would tell you, I feel like I lack in it. But my improved understanding on the topic is that discipline is rechargeable or renewable. Somehow I was taught along the way, and likely it was probably running sprints and doing push-ups and 
PE class in junior high that I lacked discipline if I couldn't muster my best every time. It's taken me a few decades more to really understand that while discipline is important, it is the fueling of it that makes it happen. The energy we put in, the focus. So if it isn't important to me, I will lack discipline. If it is important to me, watch out, relentless. So how can we tie this idea that discipline is renewable to our topic of focus and ultimately, as the title today's episode says, focus on the good? So there are different types of focus, including sustained focus. This is the ability for you to maintain your attention on a single task or activity for a longer period of time without getting distracted. It is sustained. Or there's selective focused focus where we are selectively focusing on a specific aspect of a situation while disregarding other less relevant information. So we choose what we focus on. Divided focus has gotten some attention in recent years because of so many different things vying for our concentration, but divided focus is the ability to concentrate on multiple tasks simultaneously. However, what the research continues to say is divided focus can often lead to reduced efficiency and performance because our brain's resources are spread thin across multiple activities. I also found another type of focus that was documented Uh, cognitive shifting or switching focus. It's the skill of shifting attention from one task to another quickly and effectively. Again, another executive brain function where we can discern if I am consciously switching between tasks or if I'm doing it just so automatically my brain isn't even registering it consciously. So focus really can be influenced by various factors, including motivation, interest in the task, environmental conditions, emotional state, and overall mental and physical well-being. Of course, there are going to be days, moments, projects that are influenced by, I don't really want to do this, or my emotional state, or if I am not feeling well. Some people naturally possess stronger focus abilities, while others of us, like me, have to work on developing and improving our focus through practice, different types of techniques, even things like mindfulness and meditation. So in this world, in this fast-paced and technology-driven society, maintaining focus is even more challenging, and when we're so bombarded by various sources, if we can do this a little bit better, we'll probably get the things we want to get done that are important to us, and we'll actually have better mental clarity. So how does that tie into the topic I selected for today? Focus on the good. Good what? Good moments? Good emotions? Ah, One of the things that can shape our focus significantly is our emotional state. 
So while we have talked about some of this in the past episodes, let's do a little bit more digging on emotions today, how they shift our focus, and then how we choose. Back to some definitions. Emotions are really complex psychological and physiological states, so both in our brain and in our body, that arise in response to situations, thoughts, stimuli in our environment. We feel something. And the emotion is what we tie the story to. So I feel upset, right? Emotions continue as long as I tell the story. So they really play a fundamental role in our human experience, influencing our thoughts, behaviors, and overall well-being. That feeling may last 45 seconds based on some research, but it's the emotion that continues. And they really are an integral part of the human experience, and how we also share them across cultures and societies as part of being human. They are certainly influenced by society and culture, but they are very much part of the human experience. Emotions have certain characteristics. Let's take a moment to look at those before we tie focus and emotion together to focusing on the good. Key characteristics of emotions include subjectivity. Emotions are subjective experiences, and they vary person to person. They are one of your most personal things because they're unique to you. What one person finds exciting, somebody else may be angry about. And because it's so personal, we experience emotions differently based on the different types of stimuli we have experienced. So emotions are often triggered by internal or external stimuli, and these stimuli can be anything from an event, a memory, a thought, or even a physical sensation. And they are both physiological, such as increased heart rate, sweating, or changes in facial expressions, or psychological changes, such as mood, or how we think through a situation. Now, it's interesting to me that emotions are relatively short-lived compared to moods. Moods can last longer. So as we continue to repeat the emotion, right, it develops into mood. And they can be intense, but tend to subside once the triggering event or stimulus is removed or resolved. It doesn't mean they can't occur, because they can come back, right? But they're complex, they're multifaceted, and they can be influenced by many, many factors, genetics, environment, upbringing, culture, or personal experiences. And they're expressed in a wide range of mannerisms, facial expressions, body language, verbal communication, actions, Common examples include joy, sadness, anger, fear, love, surprise, disgust, many, many others. And they tend to interact and blend with each other, leading us to a wide array of emotional experiences. So if these are essential functions in human life, if they help us then respond to threats or gives us the ability to communicate our needs to others, make decisions, form bonds, create meaningful connections with others, yet they influence our memory. And we know that events 
charged with emotional significance are often better remembered. So it is crucial to recognize and understand our emotions. If you hang out with me long or you've been in my workshops around emotional intelligence or emotional regulation, they help us navigate, right? Just the complexities of life. And that emotional intelligence piece is really wrapped around recognizing, understanding, and managing emotions effectively because when we can't, we are limited. When we do, we probably have better growth and healthier relationships. So why bring these two ideas together? So often in workshops and keynotes and different types of programs I do, I have sessions on focus and I have sessions on emotional regulation. And I thought, you know, there are is some of my work that combines both of them. It's the choice. It's the what do I focus on today and how do I not like ignore reality around me, but select what gets my energy. Think about that for a moment. Selecting what gets your energy. Now, while this applies to life, you know me, I'm focused on our work life together in organizations, in groups, trying to get our stuff done. What we pay attention to matters. So if I'm focusing on the good, there are always going to be things in our organizations we cannot control for. Every organizational system has things we will disagree with. Now, we have to decide how big of a deal is that. But within every group and every system, there are going to be factors we can control for and factors outside of our control. There are going to be decisions we agree with and decisions we disagree with. So what can you do to focus on the good? So I want to share with you some emotions. And when we focus on positive emotions, we do better. This isn't to deny reality. It's a matter of choice of how we choose to approach a situation, a meeting, an email, our day. Oh, maybe life too. But, you know, I'll keep it team-based and organizational-based today. Positive emotions and what they do for us. Consider gratitude. Gratitude is one that gets a lot of airtime and visual time and memes and advice and books because it inspires us to be generous. It encourages us to be kind to others. And what we know is we learn to care for others and strengthen relationships through a practice of gratitude. You've likely heard that. Well, what's another one? Focusing on a positive emotion? I like the one of interest. Oh, maybe that's one you hadn't thought about. Interest really pushes us to learn, to explore, and even expand our thinking. It's in the learning moment when we're interested in something, it actually creates a positive emotion. I've seen it team and team all the time within organizations when they're really down. If you can give them a break for what is demotivating the moment and give them something just to learn, just a little bit of something else. It can rejuvenate them. 
So a positive emotion for us to consider today beyond the practice of gratitude is also interest. I'm going to try and pick a few more that maybe you don't hear as often as maybe we do gratitude. Contentment. Similar to that one, it allows us just to soak in the good things and integrate them into new priorities or values. Contentment. Recently in our family, we had a wedding. We've added a son to our our family as a son-in-law through marriage. And, you know, going through that whole experience of family coming together and all the joys and pain that can come with events and family and priorities and emotions, right? But what I did literally for two days is not take a picture, not take my phone out. Now, I had to do it a little bit for some emergency texting, like, do you have this and where is that? But for a couple of days, I just soaked it all in, right, to integrate this new experience, this new value set of our of our expanding family to gain some new perspective, even with family members, and just be really clear about my priorities. It's a personal example, but think about a work example. When can you just find a moment of contentment? Sometimes it doesn't feel like that in our work if we're continuously being pushed or doing something we don't enjoy, but see if you can focus on the good today with a moment of contentment. Amusement is another one. If you know me, you know my love for humor. And amusement is a positive emotion that inspires us to laugh and, and share good humor with others. I love it because humor really builds social bonds. And I love the fact that it actually helps us health-wise, mentally and physically integrated, is positively influenced by good humor. So maybe the positive emotion you need to focus on today is humor, being amused by something. Another one I could share with you, a positive emotion of awe. It is this this opportunity to absorb and reflect on a vast, more beautiful, wider, bigger, galactic reality than what we thought was possible. The benefit of that is we get a richer worldview. The positive emotion of awe or wow just it combines an interesting combination between gratitude, interest, contentment, with a sense of humor of awestruck, of wow, look at this. What does that feel like? And to be part of something bigger. Focusing on good things can significantly improve our well-being, and our outlook on life. When we take the time to practice that gratitude, to focus on those positive emotions I just mentioned, to be really mindful and limit our exposure to negativity, to watch the self-talk in our heads and to counter negative things that we tell ourselves 
to do things we enjoy, to savor the moments of the win, to be gentle on ourselves, to support and help others, give us opportunities to choose what we focus on. Remember, focusing on the good things doesn't mean ignoring life's challenges or negative emotions. It's really about developing a balanced perspective and actively choosing to give more attention to the positive aspects of this life and even our work life together, which can maybe give you a happier and more fulfilling life overall. And if that seems too big today, let's just make it a better day today at work together doing what we need to do to take care of each other, our communities, and the world around us. On behalf of the Workplace Chameleon, learn something new today. Thanks for tuning in. Smash those mental health stigmas and always make good choices. And if you don't, regroup and try it again. Until next time, this is Dr. Selena.